Hello, this is Paul Derringer. This is Alton Derringer. And this is Laura Derringer, and you are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on a journey. A musical journey. Listeners, in this episode, we will explore the excellent music of two siblings from New Zealand. They've both recorded independently as solo artists and as a duo. They have also created music together as partners in the same band. But at times, they've been members of completely separate bands. They began creating music as teenagers in the 1970s, and listeners, they are still going strong today. And you're going to recognize their music as soon as you hear it. So let us introduce you to brothers from New Zealand, Brian Timothy and Neil Mullane. How about if we tell you their last name? Their last name is Finn. Anyone? Anyone? And if you don't recognize that name, F-I-N-N, you will recognize these names, Split Ends. Crowded House. People, this third name, you've got to recognize. I don't care who you are. You will recognize this third name. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, those are some names I recognize. Listeners, speaking of recognizing, we hope you will stick around for today's post-episode bonus, where we recognize the fantastic songwriting and music-producing skills of Orion and the Melted Crayons. Hey there, listeners of Derringer Discoveries. My name is Orion Farouk, and I'm in the Charlottesville-based band Orion and the Melted Crayons. Hope you stick around for today's post-episode bonus. Paul and I interviewed Orion a few weeks ago. He was gracious enough to share insights into his music and the significance of some of his excellent songs. But before we dive into this episode, let's see if we have any listener feedback. Derringer Discoveries listener feedback. So Alton, you've been busy over on our social media channels, and I hear you've got some feedback regarding episode 27, Olabel Rediscovery and Revival. Care to share? Love to, Laura. Our Facebook post announcing the Olabel episode was actually shared by the band Olabel itself. They described the episode as an enthusiastic dive into Olabel and stated that they were, quote, grateful to have people still discovering us, unquote. That is huge. Yeah, that is wonderful news, Alton. I'm happy that listeners and musicians are recognizing Derringer discoveries. Yeah, but wait, there's more. The face player for Olabel, Byron Isaacs, the Byron Isaacs, who now tours and records with the Lumineers, he commented on the post and said, Thanks for listening to Olabel. 
I reached out to Byron via direct message and actually received a kind and generous response from him. Oh, that's awesome, Alton. Yeah, kind of made my day. Guys, we also have a social media response from Goodnight Moonshine, who was also featured in episode 27. Yeah, when we interviewed Eben and Molly of Goodnight Moonshine, they didn't know that they were going to be paired up with Olabelle for episode 27. Surprise! Laura, why don't you tell our listeners what Eben had to say? Well, on Instagram, Goodnight Moonshine said, and I'm, I'm going to have to edit this a little bit to keep our podcast PG rated. Holy expletive. Olabelle is one of our all-time faves and an inspiration to our music. Goodnight Moonshine also shared our post on Facebook and stated that they were, quote, thrilled with this pairing. Great new podcast by Derringer Discoveries, unquote. Wow, that is fantastic. Evan and Molly, it's great to hear from you, and it's great for the positive feedback from listeners who are also musicians. We also heard from another listener whose name is Jeff from Charlottesville, wrote and said that he is a regular listener, and he gave us a kudos, said that he enjoys Derringer Discovery. So Jeff, here's a shout-out. Thank you for listening, and if your name is Jeff and you're not from Charlottesville, hey, I'll give you a shout-out too. We're just glad to have people like Jeff listening to us. This is why we do it. All we're doing is trying to share our love of music and connect with anyone around the world who enjoys what we're doing. We heard from another person. Another one. (laughs) Yes. Holy cow. We're up to uh, two now. (laughs) We heard from a person. His name is Orion. How's that for a name? Wait a minute. Is this the Orion that's part of our post-episode bonus? <laughs> yeah, now this name, I can't say his last name because he's going to be on our episode bonus. He's Orion Farouk, and he wrote about episode 28, which, as our listeners hopefully know, episode 28 was the episode on Sweden's biggest export. Another way of saying that, it was on ABBA. He wrote and said, ABBA rips, R-I-P-S with an exclamation point, ABBA rips. What do you think he means by that? Is that like in ripped pants? I think he means he likes it. I'm going to start using that phrase. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. I'm thinking he's saying Abba rocks. Right? Oh, yeah. Alton, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I doubt he said Abba rocks. But, you know, if you guys think so, I'll go along with you. Well, I doubt he said Abba has ripped pants, Alton. <laughs> yeah, that's even <laughs> that makes even less sense, Alton. <laughs> no, I... I I think it's meant as a positive. The exclamation point would suggest that he enjoyed episode 28 and that he appreciates ABBA in the sense that they are a talented group. Okay, guys, I'm ready for us to talk about Tim and Neil. So am I, Laura. Let's dive in. Brian Timothy Fenn was born June 25th, 1952. Alton, you got to help me out with this. In Tijuana Motu. Uh, nowhere close, Paul. That's Tawamutu. <laughs> but I can say this next word, New Zealand. Well done. <laughs> but I like the little shout out to Tijuana that you tried to slip in there. <laughs> Hello, Tijuana. <laughs> However, listeners, as we were kind of joking, he is not known by his first name. His first name's Brian. He's not known by that. Instead, he's known by another first name. By what name are you known? There are some who call me Tim... And a few years later, his brother, Neil Mullane Finn, was born on May 27th, 1958. Yeah, most people call him Neil. (laughs) Fast forward to 1971, where Tim attended Auckland University. He found himself more interested in jamming with a group of friends than attending classes. Alton, does that sound familiar? Um, a little too familiar. (laughs) 
Yeah, and he dropped out of university in 1972 and formed a band with one of his former college pals, Phil Judd. The band was called Split Ends. Split Ends. Now, I know how to spell split, but how are you spelling ends, Laura? E-N-D-S. That is not how I have seen it. Evidently, Alton, what's the word? Did they spell it differently at first when they first created the band? Yeah, they did. Uh, They spelled it just like Laura said, E-N-D-S, out of the gate. But in 1975, they changed it to... Split Ends, and that's E-N-Z. That's how I remember it. And after that, they headed to Melbourne, Australia. They recorded and released an album while in Australia and eventually ended up in the UK where they continued to tour and release albums. The constant grind of touring and recording created turmoil within the band, and a few members quit along the way, including one of the founding members that we mentioned, Phil Judd. Yeah, Judd had shared songwriting duties with Tim, so his departure greatly impacted the band's creative lineup. But in 1977, one of the band's members suggested that Tim's younger brother, Neil, should join the band to replace the now-departed Judd. I'm your huckleberry. Though Neil was younger than Tim by almost six years, Tim acquiesced and Neil promptly flew to the UK to join the Split Ends, and that's spelled E-N-Z. It wasn't long before Neil was penning songs for the band, though the band had previously experienced success in Australia and their homeland of New Zealand. It wasn't until 1980 that they attained international fame. Oh yeah, that would be when they released their album True Colors. Though most of the songs on True Colors were written by Tim Finn, it was the song penned by younger brother Neil that was the breakout hit. Yeah, 1980. Everybody remembers that year, right? You know, I have to admit that when this song came out, it was one of my favorite songs. The song was called I Got You. I got you. That's all I want. And Laura, I know you're a fan of a lot of new wave music, especially a blondie. What did you think of I Got You? Yeah, I love this song. And when I was doing the research for this episode, I listened to it a couple times and I'd kind of forgotten how much I enjoyed that song. That's a cool song. I'm the same way. I put this album on, and it's been years since I've played it, and it just flooded my memory. It all came back to me because I loved this music. I loved Split Ends. The first time I saw them was on a TV show called Fridays. And they performed I Got You, and I went out. I don't know if it was the next day, but certainly within a few days, I went out and purchased the album. Back then, it was on vinyl, and I believe it was yellow vinyl, if you can believe that. It wasn't the typical-looking vinyl. That's pretty wild. I remember that show Fridays. It was kind of a Saturday Night Live wannabe. Yeah, exactly. But it was still a cool show. It had Michael Richards on it, who was later on Seinfeld. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal. I I used to love the show, so Split Ends made the radar for me on that show. That's neat. How do I not know about Fridays? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you were doing other things on Fridays. (laughs) Maybe. So, Laura, how did the song do on the charts? It reached number 53 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart here in the United States. 
The Split Ends continued to record and release albums, and though they were popular in New Zealand and Australia, they never reached the international success achieved by True Colors. Yeah, and I'd like to point out here, just for our listeners, they're spelling colors the British way and not the American way. Eventually, anyone who has a brother will know what is about to happen. Especially a younger brother. Especially an older brother. (laughs) Those older brothers, they're impossible to work with. The infighting between Neil and Tim as brothers, well, it took its toll on the band. Tim left the band in 1984, and he focused on doing solo work. Yeah, the band recorded their last show in December of 1984 and released its live farewell album, The Living End. ENZ in 1985. Yeah, that's kind of a shame because that was still like in the middle of the new wave era there. So we really missed out on some great music. Yeah. While Tim was focusing on his solo career, Neil returned to Australia where he formed Crowded House with former Split Ends drummer Paul Hester and a bassist named Nick Seymour. The band was originally called the Mulanes before they changed their name to Crowded House. And they did the change at the request of their record label, Capitol Records. Hang on, Paul. Isn't Mulane Neil's middle name? Yeah, it sure is. Good memory. Yeah, can't get anything past Laura. (laughs) (laughs) And now you know why we provided the brothers full names at the top of our episodes. Well done, Laura. Thank you, Alton. Because two of the main members of Crowded House, Finn and Hester, had been in split ends, they had an immediate fan base in Austral Asia. Alton, you're going to have to explain to our listeners because I don't really know. What is that term, Austral Asia? Well, Laura's done the research on this. Laura, tell our listeners what Australasia is. So for our listeners who might be unfamiliar with the term Australasia, it's a region made up of Australia, New Zealand, and some neighboring islands. Nice little geography lesson for us there. The band's debut album was simply called Crowded House. The first single from this album, Mean to Me, reached Australia's Kent Music Report chart top 30 and introduced U.S. listeners to the group, though the single failed to chart in the U.S. And for our listeners who are not in Australia, that first single, Mean to Me, is not going to mean much to you. But this next single, everyone listening is going to know this next single. It's called Don't Dream It's Over. Listeners, this was an international hit. It reached number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. And for our friends in Canada, hello listeners in Canada, it hit number one in Canada. And the song eventually reached number one on the New Zealand singles chart and number eight in Australia. And it's really one of those songs that you just hear the first few chords and you know what song it is. Exactly. What was really cool about this song is it was awarded Song of the Year. And get this, Paul, we talked about this, the ARIA Music Awards. Yeah. We talked about them in one of our earlier episodes. Episode 26, people. Yeah, and this song got Song of the Year at the ARIA Awards in 1987, and that was the inaugural year of the ARIA Music Awards. So here they are, coming out of the gate with a phenomenal album, a big hit, and as Alton mentioned, they had a song that was Song of the Year. And there were a few other singles 
singles from the album that charted, but really nothing that compared to Don't Dream It's Over. It's hard to compare to that song. Uh, you know, guys, I'm going to have to differ on that because it's the second album that really got my attention. Temple of Low Men. It did not fare as well. It only reached number 40 on the U.S. Billboard Albums chart, uh, whereas the previous album had climbed all the way to number 12. But it did achieve Australasian success, reaching number one in Australia and number two in New Zealand. The first single, Better Be Home Soon, peaked at number two on both the Australian and New Zealand singles charts and reached number 50 on the U.S. charts. That's why I'll tell you And after touring Australia and Canada to promote their album, Temple of Low Men, the group decided to take a break. It was during this break that Neil reunited with his brother, Tim, in the UK. The brothers went on a three-week writing spree and produced an album called Fen, and that's F-I-N-N with two N's. But you know what, Paul? There was already a UK band called Finn with one N. And because of that, they changed both the name of their group and the name of the album to Finn Brothers. And that's with two N's. Soon thereafter, Crowded House embarked on their third album, but Neil and his bandmates really struggled to produce music that their record label would accept. It's at this point that Neil asked his brother Tim if they could use songs from the Finn Brothers album on the new Crowded House album. Tim jokingly said, you can use them, but only if I can join Crowded House. I think Neil took him seriously, and before you knew it, Tim was a full-fledged member of Crowded House. The Fenn brothers were back together. They were using songs that they had written together, and this is on Crowded House's third album, Wood Face. The first single, it's called Chocolate Cake. But it failed to chart in the U.S. But it did reach the charts in Australia and New Zealand. The second single, Fall at Your Feet, did reach the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. It peaked at number 75. It's not all that high, but it's a phenomenal song. It's one of my all-time favorites by Crowded House. And the third single from the album, Weather With You, also failed to reach the U.S. charts, but landed on charts all over the rest of the world. That single, written by both Fenn Brothers, is the highest streaming single from this album with over 123 million Spotify streams. Walking round the room singing stormy weather At 57 Mount Pleasant Street Well, it's the same room, but everything's different While on tour in 1994, Crowded House co-founder Paul Hester left the band to await the birth of his first child and to spend more time with family. After Crowded House completed the tour with a replacement drummer, a reunited Tim and Neil released the long-awaited Fenn Brothers album, which we mentioned earlier. And in June of 1996, at a press conference announcing the Crowded House Greatest Hits album, Recurring Dream, Neil Finn stated that Crowded House would disband following their June concerts in Europe and Canada. 
and the years following, both Tim and Neil have each enjoyed successful solo careers. In 2004, the Finn Brothers released a second album. It was called Everyone Is Here. Crowded House reunited in 2006 and subsequently released the albums Time on Earth and Intriguer, after which the band went on hiatus again. But in 2019, Neil announced that Crowded House had reunited once again, this time with a different lineup that included Neil's two sons. And you know what? Tim has recently released two singles with a newly formed group called Forensics. How are they spelling that, Alton? With a Z. Forensics with a Z. They're kind of playing back to split ends, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. And Paul, he co-created this new group with his split ends bandmate, Eddie Rayner. And you know what? They plan to release their album Shades and Echoes in 2022. Yeah, and they've already released two singles that will be on the album, most likely. There's one other thing. We mentioned at the beginning, we mentioned three names, right, listeners? We mentioned Split Ends, which we've talked about. We mentioned Crowded House. And just this other small little thing. This other band we mentioned, and now we're mentioning them here, Fleetwood Mac. Neil Finn, in 2018, joined Fleetwood Mac. And as an aside, it was along with Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Together, Neil and Mike replaced Lindsey Buckingham, who, for better or for worse, had just been fired from the band. Guys, Tim and Neil have created and really continue to create so much great music, and we haven't even mentioned the music they've produced for movies and TV. If we keep talking about the music they've created, this episode will go on forever. Agreed. And I'm okay with this episode going on forever because Tim and Neil have consistently produced high quality music. In fact, I can't think of a single song by them that I don't like. Do either of you think that Tim, Neil, the Fenn Brothers, or any of their bands has jumped the shark? So I'm not really crazy about the couple of songs that I've heard by Forensics but I don't think it it qualifies as jumping the shark. In doing this episode, I have gone back through a lot of their catalog. And Paul, just like you, when I went back to the split ends, man, I was right back in the 1980s. So that was really cool. And they were producing quality music then. I checked out Crowded House's back catalogs. There's some pretty awesome stuff there. I love the solo work that both Tim and Neil have done, both together and separately. So I don't see that they're anywhere close to jumping the shark. What do you think, Paul? I agree, Alton. I think the Fenn brothers, Tim and Neil, have something going for them. They are each phenomenal songwriters, and they have a fantastic catalog of music. And I've been listening to their recent music, and they are still fantastic. So no, no, they have not jumped the shark. And you guys know our rule. If no one jumps the shark, they can't possibly cross the Rubicon. Crossing the Rubicon is reaching the point of no return. But I wouldn't say it anyway, because they have not crossed the Rubicon, in my opinion. Okay, I tell you what, let's each pick a song or two from either of their catalogs, whether solo career, together as the Finn Brothers, or from one of their bands. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to go first. And I approach this from a very different place than you guys who are singers and songwriters and musicians. I just go by whether or not I like the song. I pick I Got You by Split Ends. And then the one from Crowded House that I really like is a song called She Goes On. And I think it came out in 1991. 
but if you listen to it, to me, it still sounds relevant. It's a really great song. The song was playing as she walked into the room. And that was She Goes On. It's amazing the timeless songs that both Tim and Neil write. All right, well, I guess it's my turn. I'm going to go with three songs. So my first song I'm going to mention, we've already talked about, but it is a fantastic song, Fall at Your Feet. I think anyone who ever writes songs wishes that they had written that song. My second choice is going to be another Crowded House song. It's called It's Only Natural. It's only natural that I should want to be there with you. It's only natural that you should feel the same way too. My third song is from their 2004 album by the Fenn Brothers. The song is called won't give in what does it mean when you promise someone no matter how hard or whatever may come it means that i won't give in won't give in won't give in they are better together better together So at the time that Crowded House was really popular, I was probably listening to something else. I wasn't really into the band. Holy Toledo, Alton. I think you should be tarred and feathered for saying something like that. (laughs) Yeah, probably so. Well, I guess it's my turn. One of my picks is a song by Neil Finn. The song is called Sinner from his 1998 album, Try Whistling This. Sinner, I have never learned Beginner all right, now you know I'm going to have to call you on this. It's fine to play Neil Finn's version, but he actually performed this with one of my favorite artists, Paul Kelly from Australia, who, by the way, we featured in episode 26 in A Quick Visit to Oz. So, Alton, would you also play a snippet of the version that he did with Paul Kelly? And there you have it, Paul. Alton, do you have any more picks? Well, yeah, since I was a fan of the split ends, just like Laura, I have to give a nod to I Got You. But you know what? To keep it more modern day and contemporary, I'm really digging the groove that Tim and Eddie Rayner, his former split ends bandmate, put into their new single, Chances Are, which is on our Turnip Music Radio Top 25 playlist. Tim and Eddie are now collaborating under this new name that we talked about, Forensic, spelled with a Z, and I am super curious to hear what the rest of the album sounds like when it comes out later this year. So, better together? Yeah, I think so. Even though I personally like the songs that they've done separately, the numbers on Spotify speak for themselves. They've done better when they've been together. It's really kind of hard to beat that sibling rivalry and friction that generates a lot of the creative energy that people have when they have sibling rivalry and and relationships like that. Okay, guys, that about wraps things up. We hope that you've enjoyed going on this adventure with us. Let us know. Until next time, this is Paul. This is Alton. And this is Laura. 
If you enjoy what you hear, please like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a review and tell others about Derringer Discoveries. And don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at our website, www.derringerdiscoveries.com. And remember that you can listen to all the songs mentioned in this episode on the Derringer Discoveries playlist, Tim and Neil, Better Together, only on Spotify. Thank you for listening to Derringer Discoveries. What? That was a crazy episode. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, My name is Orion Farouk of Orion and the Melted Crayons, and we're going to talk about some of my history and my music now. Derringer Discoveries Post-Episode Bonus. Today's post-episode bonus is an interview with Orion Red Wolf Farouk. There's no time for me. He is the mastermind behind the recording artist, Orion and the Melted Crayons. The Melted Crayons are actually the songs. There's no time for me. There are certain members that are a part of it. People like my good friend Ellie Bashkow. Since I moved to Charlottesville, he was one of the first people who I had joined the band. Ryan Goodrich plays keys and trumpet. He plays with me a lot. Derringer Discoveries Exclusive Interview. Orion recently gave us an exclusive interview. And let's be honest, exclusive interviews are so much better than just plain old interviews. There's no time. Listeners, Orion grew up playing music. His mom was a huge influence on him. I was born, as many people are. My whole family is pretty musical, but my mom specifically was a church piano player and a classical piano player. So I got to spend my time growing up going to the little South River United Methodist Church. I just watched her play. Sometimes they'd encourage me to play drums or piano or guitar or whatever. I grew up playing punk music and jazz at the same time and some metal music. And then I was playing in my mom's church band. Yeah, so my history, geographically speaking, is I grew up in Charlottesville, started moving around. I moved to Minneapolis. retreated to Asheville, North Carolina, lived on top of a mountain, learning about myself as a songwriter, just writing music. And then I moved to Charlottesville and started doing it. Discover our favorites. And listeners, we want to share four songs with you that are our favorites from Orion and the Melted Crayons. Derringer Discoveries post-episode bonus pick number four. Our fourth favorite song, also known as Honorable Mention, is Headlights. Oh, ain't no use wishing on the night. The stars go rise by nine just out. Headlights is a song that me and my good friend Ellie Bashkow wrote while we were studying music in Havana, Cuba. I've called upon them all, they're just the same. Uh, we were at the Havana Music School, and we got back from a late night at this place called The Fabrica, which is like kind of a crazy club. 
trying to figure out how Cuba was. So the song Headlights is kind of about when you make a decision to do something that you know is good for you and how beneficial that is. We wrote it about a midnight drive. And that's Headlights by Orion and the Melted Crayons Derringer Discoveries post-episode bonus pick number three. Our third favorite song by Orion and the Melted Crayons is Take a Nap. Spend sunny afternoons. Dogs only go to sleep around someone they feel safe next to. So I wrote it from that perspective and it's a love song about being comfortable. I'll take a nap. Being so comfortable with someone that you feel like you don't have to say anything. It's a comfortable silence. I had a couple of my friends try to sing on it, but this was the first time that my good friend Nan McMillan sang on it. And she's an artist who I've worked with. The song is called Take a Nap. Derringer Discoveries post-episode bonus pick number two. Our second favorite song by Orion and the Melted Crayons is Dog Song. This is my dog Gypsy. We were on top of a mountain. It was just a good memory. The first verse is about when I used to climb a tree as a little kid, a cherry tree, and watch her run around the bottom while I sat there and ate cherries. second verse is about watching her run through a field at Chris Green because it was so sunny and she was just happy. Hello darling, do you wanna run free with me? I know a place where the sun will hug us here below. And then the last verse, where I actually say her name, which is Gypsy, is about this hidden lake. It's literally called the Hidden Lake. And we were on like a little raft thing floating around the, the lake and I just remember that. Gypsy girl, do you wanna float away with me? As a companion to one lovable dog, I identify with dog song. Laura, you're gonna have to tell our listeners what's the name of the one lovable dog. The one lovable dog is my good friend Angus. Angus. And we don't use last names because he's not a he's not a celebrity or a public figure, right? Just Angus. Derringer Discoveries post-episode bonus pick number one. Our number one favorite song by Orion and the Melted Crayons is The Good Stuff. There's no time for me. There's no time for me. There's no time that feels simple when you in it. Gotta keep on going. I went over to my friend's house in Fry Springs. I skated my board over there. We made like a little TikTok video. And I had the chorus in my head. I had some of the verse stuff in my head. And then he shared the, the TikTok video with me. And I put it on my Instagram. Part of that song is actually about the previous election cycle. The second verse in particular is really diving into that. My heart breaking seeing everybody being so torn apart. I want to know. I 
The horn sections were done by my friend Gina Sobel. Good stuff. Derringer Discoveries Turnip Music Radio. Listeners, as you hopefully already know, for several months, The Good Stuff was featured on the Turnip Music Radio Top 25. It has since rolled off the chart, and it now resides permanently on the Keepers playlist. That's K-E-E-P-E-R-S. And Paul, tell our listeners what the Keeper's Playlist is. The Keeper's Playlist is part of Turnip Music Radio. It's where we put songs that had been on the Top 25, the Turnip Music Radio Top 25. These songs have rolled off, but they are phenomenal songs. So we are collecting them in Keepers. And over time, this Keeper's Playlist is going to be filled with nothing but the best songs. Derringer to Discoveries New. As a result, we now have a new favorite song. This song entered the top 25 in January 2022, and it's moving up the charts. So we'll have to come back each month and see how it does in February. The song is called E9. That's the capital letter E, followed by the number 9. Slow down, maybe we're on a little crazier. what you feel when you have the time you need to breathe i did get some feedback today from orion i I told him that we'd be talking about e9 the latest song on the turnip music radio top 25 and i said orion you got to tell us what it means And he said, it's the chord, E, and the progression, evidently, Alton, you may have to help me out here, it's the E9 chord that he is playing for this song. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could freeze the time and still hold, hold in place. I'm a bass player. What do I know about chords? <laughs> so he named the song after the chord that he uses predominantly in the song. Is this all that it will take for all? If you haven't heard of me, just go ahead and find some way via Instagram, Facebook, our website, whatever. It's www.orionandthemeltedcrayons.com. You can just send me an email, reach out to me. I love to talk to people. Wouldn't it be better if we could always keep it slow? Derringer Discoveries Shout Out. Some of the people I really want to shout out are Ellie Bashkow, bandmate of mine who really helped a lot. My old college roommate, Jacob Carlson, who's a great engineer. Uh, Mr. Lewis Smith from Kendall Street Company, he helped me so much with this. Uh, my good friend, Ryan Wood, who played drums on a couple songs. And then, yeah, just everybody in Charlottesville, my family. Thanks for having me on Derringer Discoveries. This was a good time. I love getting to talk about music.
Well, listeners, this concludes our post-episode bonus. Please visit our website, www.derringerdiscoveries.com. Ta-da! Ha, ha, ha.